Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the suntan voice, 18 of them. And it's uh, here to welcome you to the food show here on 105.3 FM HD 2. And it's time for the food show, as I said already. I jumped the gun on that one. This is the suntan voice of your local announcer. Okay, that's enough. I only let you go for a little bit, and then, then yeah, I jump and in. then what? And the wife, Marianne, here with Tom. Yeah, but you'd never know that she's my wife or that I were her husband because we look exactly alike. Oh yeah, don't yeah, we? we do. Isn't that how the deal? Images what? of each other. Yeah. Now, Tom, behind yeah. you, we're in the studio. There's somebody today behind in me in the city. And behind you is yeah. no longer the mo- the most interesting thing out the window behind you yeah. is I would say no longer the cruise ship although it is still a favorite oh, view. There see. is that gigantic yellow crane. Oh, you you've got a ship out there. That is a gigantic crane. Anyway, yeah. that's for the building that's being renovated next door or across the side street. It's so, pretty amazing. Let's start the food show. What are we going to talk about today? Well, this is I, such a planned show. Uh, I don't have a planned show too much, but there was one thing I thought I would bring up. What's that? And, uh, th- and it was because of what I had for lunch today. I went uh, for lunch over at Vouillon or Vion, and, you know, even uh, they don't seem to uh, have it figured out how to pronounce the name. But anyway, it's V-Y-O-O-N-E apostrophe S. This is a, a great... Is it somebody's name? Yes. It is. Okay. Yes. Uh, this she is. She probably knows how to pronounce it. She probably does, but she's out of town right now, or else I'd ask her. No, that's Zori. No, that she, that's her. That's she's the one. Okay. Anyway, okay. Go ahead. Anyway, that's what she told me. Okay. Anyhow, uh, well, uh, this is a, a a restaurant that, although it is in the warehouse district, or a CBD is more appropriate for for that exactly, uh, and it is. Uh, a, a specialist in French cooking, and in fact, they had this platter that they brought to me at the end of what was supposed to have been a small lunch, it, just to catch me up on how things, because there have been a few things messing up the neighborhood, one of them being that huge derrick Crane, out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was uh, that was something. But uh, they, they are back open. They never really closed. And uh, they served the French uh, lunch with me. I had some... Um, uh, some of the potato, uh, dark, uh, excuse me, potato uh, uh, served cold as a soup. You know, vichyssoise. Uh, vichyssoise, right. It's, they had that and uh, a, a, about another dozen and a half different dishes. I couldn't get even close to being a, a total taste of that. But I remember it anyway, having been there a few times before and thought it was uh, as good as I remember. And so there they are, and uh, it was uh, enjoyable. 
but and they were they stopped for a couple of weeks. Some people were reporting that they had closed. They have not closed. They have not changed anything dramatically. And one of the two partners that put it together and run everything over there, uh, she is spending a lot of time in France right now because she's got a big project for doing an art series. She's an over. artist also. She's always been. Yes. And, in fact, in the restaurant itself, you see those uh, uh, paintings all over the place. Very I nice. I saw something that what? we need to talk about. Oh, well, let's talk about it. Yes. It's swinging Wednesdays, in the wind. Thursdays, and Fridays through September is Fettuccine Frenzy at Middendorf. So, you know what? Oh, we should now call where? them and ask them if they're doing that because... They didn't send out anything on no. it, and they have their new location, so maybe... What's the new location? Um, the, in Slidell, that one in Slidell. So oh, they opened up one in Slidell? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. When, when did that happen? Anyway, uh, so that one may be, um, may be changing their uh, fettuccine frenzy dynamic, so maybe we can oh, call them and oh, see if that's oh. happening. Today is National Fresh Cut French Fry Day, mm. one of my favorite, favorite things in the whole wide world. And uh, it's really hard to find some great fresh cut fries. Uh, my current reigning favorite at the moment mm. is at Bar Francis. Bar Francis. Bar Francis on yeah. Ferret. Yeah, that, has, that's think, a cute little place. Exceptionally good uh, basket of fresh cut fries. First of all, it's enormous. And they're not the little bistro fries, the little thin ones. They're the basic, normal, uh, quarter-inch, square, fresh-cut fry. And they tend to be really long ones, which I kind of like when you kind of have a French fry that bends. And the aioli is really good. Uh, anybody else know of some really great French fresh-cut fries out there? It is not all that easy to find great uh, fresh-cut fries. It is somewhat easier to find fresh cut fries but really great ones are kind of hard um we went to mobar the other day and those were kind of bistro fries but they were really not good so um, yeah. who's got good fresh cut fries in your opinion out there because i would like to check it out um, yeah and wait, can can yes. can i ask you a, sure. a preference that you have on this yeah uh, one of the things that we have seen in recent years is for fresh-cut French fries being paired up or being coated with uh, some of those other ingredients you can add in there, truffles, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I don't like that. You don't like that. No. Okay. Well, no, then that's where we split apart. fry ought to be just <laughs> yeah. salted. Or uh, I do also like the ones that are um, coated with Creole seasoning. Those will work, too. Um I like the fresh cut fries at uh, Shia. Those are served Wonderful. with a harissa mayo, which is absolutely divine. Harissa mayo. She she plays yeah, basketball, doesn't yeah. she? For no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I thought, I, uh, thought I'd take I'm a shot at it. Other places that have really good fresh cut fries. If you know of some, please let me know because I really do like them. I don't eat them as often as I used to, and I've. It's kind of like I'm moving into the, my bread thing where it's really got to clear a threshold for me to eat it. But uh, if they're good, they can be really good. Mr. B's has a really interesting Oh, yeah. They, they, those are really good. Presentation with fresh cut fries. They are 40 years this year, so congratulations to them. But um, their fresh cut fry presentation comes on this uh, – <laughs> It's quite impressive, actually. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's a tower. 
A and tower. Yes, it's a tower. And there's a, uh, you know, it's like when you're sitting at the table and you've ordered the fresh cut fries, they are garlic fries. Again, not a favorite, but in this case, it works. Maybe because the presentation is so pre impressive, mm -hmm. I am a sucker for most things. But anyway, um, the tower has a whole pod of garlic with it. And then the fries are scattered around, and then it's topped with a little sprig of um, oregano. That's a, mm -hmm. uh, Sprigs of oregano are turning up everywhere, and why not? Because they make a cool presentation. Oh, yeah. but, uh, and they grow the better this fries, time of year, too. The fresh-cut fries are, um, are really good there. And they, like I said, it's quite a presentation. We were there, and they came to the table and started moving things around and I thought well, what are you what are you doing and they said we're making room for the fries and I thought wow that's going to be impressive and we, in fact it was very impressive if I may insert myself sure well during uh, Mardi Gras oh, Mardi Gras excuse me uh, during the uh, gosh what were we doing over there we were going through the uh, through the dock and uh, and getting around there uh, with the kids and everything else and uh, we wound up at Mr. B's for dinner, and it was uh, just one of those really terrific nights over there. And I've, I, I agree with you totally about their fries. Uh, they're, they're crisp. They're not greasy. Yes, uh, these are the factors that make for good fries. Uh, limp, bad. Limp. Crisp, good. So, uh, so walk along uh, and limp, and then you'll clear, get... Clear, good. Brown, not good. Um, let's see, what else? That's about it. You really kind of, if you have the uh, crisp thing going, it doesn't even have to be all that crisp, but it just can't be limp and greasy. Oh, greasy versus not greasy. Mm, Obviously, yeah. you would choose for the not greasy. But yeah. if you have it, like I said, I my current like great favorite right now mm -hmm. is um, is uh, Bar Francis. Bar Francis. Don't don't say that all in one word. Bar Francis. Yeah. Um, the I'm trying to think of some other fries that that are good, but I have uh, Barcadia has good fries. Those tend to be a little on the greasier side. I don't like battered fries. No, that, that battered um, everything is taking over. I had battered uh, tortilla chips a few days ago. I had ba uh, uh, battered. Uh, Where did you have battered tortilla chips? Uh, because uh, I eat with the, you the most meals, and I didn't see any battered tortilla chips. This was chips. this was just yesterday. Uh, coated, it's it's yeah. the one we it's the Mexican place we go to all the time. Yeah. Okay. Two yeah. six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. If you would like to chat with us about fresh cut French fries, it is National Fresh Cut Fry Day. Fresh cut fries are hard to find because they're really kind of a pain to make. That is true, and you have to be very careful about it, and you have to have your temperature of the oil to be just perfect. And finally, you do not want anything that even slightly smacks of uh, fries that have been over-fried or with too much oil. And then that's well, then what brings them yeah, down. We used to make some great fresh-cut fries, if I do say so myself. One of the things that we took out, you know, when you clear out your parents' house when both of them have passed away and the kids go in and they they clear it out for sale and, and one takes one thing and one takes the other thing, it's usually something that's a real favorite. My sister took a... Um, 
a roaster. It was a where my mom always roasted a turkey for Thanksgiving, and we used that pot for a million things. But um, it was an enormous roaster, and it was about you know maybe even a foot tall. Usually t roasters now are you know four inches or so, but this was like a foot tall, and it was probably two feet long and another a foot and a half wide because we had a, a huge family anyway um it was of that sort of I think I guess it was aluminum I don't know a, a thin kind of aluminum anyway she took that with her somebody took the big yellow salad bowl but I liked the um was it called the kitchen magician yeah, was that, that was it? The very, Kitchen Magician. The kitchen Anybody magician. remember The Kitchen Magician? <clears throat> it was one of those Ron Popeil products. And, and it would chop things up for you Ron in Popeil seconds. Ron Popeil is still out there, yeah. I think, mm. or, or his company is still creating new things. But anyway, um, Ron Popeil is probably one of the original billionaires, But uh, I mean, other than the, the railroad magnets. But um, The Kitchen Magician was this little plastic gadget and it had a crank. I'm sure people have them, but it had a crank and you would stick a potato in and you would turn the crank and then it would be sort of like a grater really. And then the fries or whatever it is that you're grating would come out, you know, the other side. This is kind of like a spiralizer, you know, what what's popular now, what's but that? the kitchen magician just sounds so much more romanticized. Yeah. And it, it had an uh, one issue that in the long run would prove to be its demise, and that is that the crank, which you had to turn in order to, to do your chopping or, or slicing or whatever the magician did for you, uh, it was made out of plastic. And after a couple of hundred usages with this, uh, the crank would start falling apart, and then what did you have? Well, we actually have this still working, and we used it a lot more than my mom ever did. I'm sure if I could go back in time, my mom probably bought it because everybody was bugging her to buy it. But I don't think it was ever really used oh, at well. the home of origin. And so when we took it over, we started to really, really use it. And uh, it's gotten a lot of uses. It has now been retired because we don't eat uh, we don't eat fried things quite as much but we did have a period where the kitchen magician was constantly being used we used it for onions for fried onion rings and also for french fries but we are good at making bistro fries they tend to be small and uh, they were always crispy and delicious same is true for the onion rings that we used to make with the kitchen magician fresh cut french Fresh-cut French fries are one of the subjects today. There will be plenty others if you would like to talk to us. 260-6368 is the number. You are listening to WWL mm -hmm. 105.3 FM HD2. We'll be back. Welcome we back. back. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2 as well. It's nice to talk with you about uh, everything having to do with eating and restaurants, cooking and wine. Here's what we got working today, more or less. I went and had a French lunch today at uh, Yvonne's. 
that's or Vion. I mean, it's it really. <laughs> Does anybody really know how to pronounce I, I, the name of that I, restaurant? Every, if you do, every, please give us a call. Every time I see her, that it's a, a lady who's one of the owners of uh, a restaurant, Vion's. I ask him, okay, say it four or five times for me. I'm gonna listen real closely and see if I can get it. I never quite do, but it doesn't matter. They're nice, nice people. They do really good cooking, and I thought today. Uh, since uh, I was over there in the general neighborhood anyway, I haven't been there for a, a while, but it's, uh, I really like the place. And I thought, you know, uh, after we say a few things about it, uh, what about some thoughts about the kind of cooking, which is uh, in a lot of ways into different people, uh, the ones that uh, really enjoy the fanciest of cooking. I'm not looking to do that, but... Uh, Food from France uh, it would be, I think, a pretty interesting topic from you because do you like that sort of thing or is it just snooty to you? I, one way or the other, people have one or the other feeling. For example, yesterday we got into it for a good bit about Chateaubriands and, you know, who gets those. But anyway, I thought I just would offer that to you, too, because uh, uh, there it is. And I like the, uh, the Mr. B's uh, recommendation. That has become really a, a standard for French fries around town. All right, French fries, we love them. We'll bring, we'll bring them back if you want to. But if you've got anything else on your mind at all, anything well, it just from, so happens that I do. You Tom. do. Well, I've been wondering when you would get around to it. So uh, get your around as to it, and I'll get up. your go. Okay. Uh, the, oh, you've the, got the your cruise, go. The cruise ship is just past. They are going away. Goodbye. Have a wonderful trip. I just saw the uh, familiar carnival. Yeah, ding, um, ding. Funnel going past Tom's head. And I was thinking about wonderful meals on cruise ships. For that, to me, that would be not. But uh, yeah. if you've had a really great meal on a cruise ship or any cruise ship whose food you really, really like, I'd like to throw that out into the mix of things that we can talk about today. But first, and let's... Wait, wait. Before you go there, if I may, I'll make this quick. Uh, there are... Uh, a lot of boats that go up and down the Mississippi River. These are mostly tourist people who come into town, and they get a, a great kick out of it because, I mean, you are in the middle of the river, after all, and you've got one of these paddle-operated uh, uh, boats, uh, and all of this is stuff you're not going to find back home in Chicago. So they, uh, it, it, that's a great thing, and they serve food. So uh, give me your thoughts about what you found uh, on the riverboat uh, paddlers are of various kinds, or if you want to, uh, any kind of, s of seafood. You, in the sense of, there you are in the ship Speaking out on of the river. Seafood. Yeah. New Orleans hamburger and seafood. I'll be darned. Yes. Let's what are talk they about doing them. here? New Orleans hamburger and seafood is yeah. where you are going to find a pretty extensive menu of uh, burgers because, uh, hence the name, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. They have a good menu of burgers. They're all crusty on the outside, juicy on the inside. They have terrific fried seafood. It is crisp. It is delicious. It is golden brown. It is greaseless. And it is hot because they don't cook it until you order it. 
It is uh, spice delicious if you ask them. They no, can kick well, it up a by, few notches. By the way, uh, you, you, we've been hearing that word. What does that mean? Well, it uh, means if you want it a little more spicy, you say uh-huh. spice delicious. Spice delicious. And they throw a few more spicy elements into hmm. the batter, or they give oh. you the battered ones that have the spice in it. Well, that sounds logical. They uh, offer this as a platter or in a poor boy. There are great local specialties, things like red beans and rice. They have uh, good pasta dishes. They have big, crisp, interesting salads. And now char-grilled oysters. Have you had you, those yet? I no, have not. I have not, but I uh, have had char-grilled oysters. I have a feeling yeah. those are probably pretty good. Uh, New yeah, Orleans Hamburger and Seafood is a fast, casual restaurant. Nice surroundings. Ten locations. So check them out. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Mm-hmm. 260-6368. That today, Did I know? Yeah. No. In 1916, the first Piggly Wiggly opened. Oh. And it was the first self-serve grocery store yeah meaning i I didn't even know that you had to have people walk around with you picking things off of shelves but according to your almanac it says that's the first time it was uh yeah all the time what people did was they would tell the 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 guy who ran the the store they said oh i want some uh some uh well let's see pickle meat pickle meat sure that's a good what is pickle meat anyway uh pickle meat is where you take Usually it's uh, done with a shank uh, or even farther back. Uh, what does it taste like? Is it like a spicy ham or something? Uh, kind of like that. Uh, there's a, a, a smoky aspect to it. That, Is it like uh, tasso? No, it's not that spicy uh, and not that smoky either. Uh, but uh, it was just everything that you ate in, the, in the, what would become the supermarket, you would just go to the store uh, like going to, let's say, a, uh, a pharmacy, uh-huh. and you say, I need da 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 this thing, and they would sell it to you one item by one item. And, and that's, the way, uh, that's the way markets used to operate back before Piggly Wiggly became the standard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, that's the story. Well, we didn't, we didn't <clears throat> get to the pickle meat, though. So is pickle, oh, no, meat, yeah. is pickle meat like pickled meat no you don't get what i think of as a pickled taste you get more of a say i'm making red beans with pickle meat yeah uh that's probably the most widespread use of pickled meat is to have done that uh but what is it i mean does it taste uh, like pickled meat no no it doesn't really have that quality at all it's uh it's uh in what what did you say there rich Uh, i was saying you put it in cabbage also yeah, oh, that's right? yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's, okay. Did that's, your grandmother do that? Ron loved his grandmother. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Warren Laruth once did uh, a, a pickle meat uh, version of uh, uh, turtle meat. Wait, I'm sorry, turtle, wait. turtle, um, turtle Warren soup. Warren Laruth used pickle. Warren Laruth loved pickled meat, really? and he used it in all kinds of things. But I particularly remember what he used to do with turtle soup. And it, and he was pr- real proud of that. And the restaurant you would go to to get it, it was not widespread, was Cobbs, K-O-L-B-S. Uh, and he, he sold a lot of them there, and it became kind of famous uh, until he moved on to other things. Uh, but he was uh, a smart man, could do things like that. 
Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Well, I've never, I, to my knowledge, I've never had pickled meat because it didn't sound very good mm. and because that sounds like something that my mom would have used. Although, yeah. Ron, my mom exactly. did use like a big ham shank mm. with cabbage and of course potatoes yeah there you go same thing and, yeah. And yeah but it was not but it was not pickled it was just like they would go and get a bone like a ham bone at the store you get that's still sell that, that just like a ham bone that's that's kind of, yeah like a ham bone that you would get in when you get your red beans and rice on monday but uh, i think people can actually buy a ham bone can't they? oh sure you can they can yeah yeah i mean we never needed to buy a ham bone growing up because we would get my dad would get like a ham like a whole ham yeah. well that's and how it not, starts and not uh not bake it like you do. Well, first of all, your baked ham uh, did not have a bone in it. It was always a boneless baked ham. But I guess you could bake a, yeah. a ham with a bone in it. Sure. Oh, you? absolutely. Does Jacey sell bone-in hams? Uh, uh, I don't know if they do that, but I do know that there are a lot of restaurants around town which, when they sell red beans and rice, uh, the one of the options— is to have the ham shank. Uh, and and it, we would never be talking about a small little lump there. Yeah. We were talking a mammoth idloo. Yeah. Idloo? No. no. Let's go to Tom, who <clears throat> is on the phone. And that's not me. Probably wanting to talk about pickle meat. We'll find Hi, out. Tom. Uh, yes. Not you, Tom. Hello. I'm oh. Tom. Tom, welcome to the Do food we have show. Tom with us? Enjoy the use of my name, if you don't mind. <laughs> I Maybe you're enjoying longer. the use of his name. Okay, I've been using it longer than you have. I was about to say, maybe maybe Tom's using your name. Okay, hi Tom. Hi. Well, as far as pickled meat, the only only thing I remember is you used to see in bars, you'd see a big jar of pickled pig feet, but I never ate one, yeah. so I don't know. That's a totally, a totally different thing, but it does come from the same era. I was about to say it probably is kind of the same thing if it's yeah, a pickled a lot. pig. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a pickled pig por- uh, part, I don't want to talk about parts of things. Go ahead. All right. But I have a question. Ask. Last last night I went out to eat with one of my cousins, and she noticed a Vera's restaurant mm-hmm. in Covington. Yeah. That- yeah, on Highway 59. Yeah. Okay. It's and the same Vera's, what? yes. I wonder if it's as good as the other Vera's. Uh, it, you know, it can't be. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the Vera's that was on the lake was so raffishly cool how could anything be yeah as good even it's a the good food looking. was better you're missing that atmosphere you know yeah, yeah. well it, the one that they have now is good on 190 in slide l but of course i only went to the one on rat nest road once uh-huh a totally rat different nest kind road of what a great name isn't that a wonderful name it is yeah yeah, my, my cousin didn't believe me when I told her that's what it was on, a rat's nest road. Well, it kind of looks like a rat. It looked like a rat's nest, didn't it? It looked more like Hurricane Katrina. Well, after Hurricane well, Katrina came through, but while it yeah. was standing, it was pretty darn cool. Yeah, I will yeah, let you have good. that. And uh, the score is 49. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. No? Not you, Tom. Him, Tom. Go ahead. And another, you were talking about river boats. I went to the Natchez one time. Yeah, how was the food there? ordinary i had it a long time ago but i don't remember anything good about it it was just ordinary ordinary. but what but what really ticked me off they had i picked up a plate it looked like a buffet and i was going to serve myself and this woman 
snatched the plate out of my hand. You don't do that. We serve you. And I, I almost told him to go to hell. Well, then don't make it look like a buffet. Yeah, well, or, you know. Or a buffet either. Well, that kind of so, is a buffet. A that, buffet. That, if it was on that boat, it would probably be a buffet. Because I remember eating there once and thinking, ah, they should do something about this. Well, you know, there was nothing special about the food. <laughs> yeah, well, and, there you go. Uh, you know, you go down there, and they try to pull all kind of stuff on you, like, bet you I can tell you where you got them shoes. And they oh, want sure. Put uh. you, push, you in, push you in line to take <laughs> pictures. And I said, I don't want my picture taken. I'm from here, and I, I don't want to say, I don't pictures. think it's for you, then. It's touristy, 100%. What'd you have at Vera's? Uh, the last time I was at Vera's, I had the soft shell crab platter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that place? Like, I don't know. I just can't warm to the place. And I, I, I couldn't warm to the place when it was Camellia Cafe, and I don't warm to the place now. The food's good, though. Yeah. they. Uh, I, I like it okay. Uh, everything except one thing, and that's roast beef poor boy, which... It looks like the kind of place where you would go and get that. In fact, it's just okay. Uh, but uh, their seafood I find to be pretty good, and uh, especially you get a fried seafood platter. I think you're in pretty good shape with that. Yeah, yeah they're supposed to be. A, don't they have another one in Slide L? They do. That the, one? the one in that's Slide the L. That's the original. Yeah. Uh, and they, well, they're, they're, that's the one that's in that nondescript shopping center sort of between Lacombe and Slide L, right? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's closer to the uh, shopping mall. Yeah, it's not very far from the mall. Right. Yeah, 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 it's about the four or five yeah, So it's technically Slidell, but, but I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's a strip mall. It's, a, it's, it's hard to compete with what was. Well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, and I feel bad for a place like that where you have such a unique environment that is such a part of the experience, and then you lose that, and you have to yeah. set up shop someplace else. Know, it's I, like Sid Mars. I think it's a little better it's than like that, Sid but Mars. okay. Right. Well, you know, when yeah. Sid Mars, poor Sid Mars uh, moved to that location that is now Andy's Bistro, oh. it was like, what? Yeah. That, they, yeah. They, all they did was get moved around, didn't they? I know. It was well, very sad. Well, it, it's like West, like West End. You know, I that know. used to have its own atmosphere, but that's all yeah. gone. I know. Well, we here we go again. On... <laughs> what? Well, like I said, every time we talk about it, Tom, it's such a, it was so connected to the soul oh, of the absolutely. city. When we lost it, it left a big void. Yes, yeah, we did. I, one other comment. I went to uh, Mama D's Pizza and a Beta. Oh, do you live over I, there? Well, I'm, down, I'm right down here almost by the intersection of 190 and I-12. Okay, so you do live on the North Shore. Because I was about to say... How in the world would you wind up at Mama D's unless you live there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know the people that own it. Oh yeah. What What is it like these days? It's a It's an interesting little place. Well, I I couldn't. T- I hadn't been there That's in several years, and it, it. looks it looks the same. <laughs> looks the same to me, except yeah. a couple of the Turks that were there when okay. I used to go there are gone. There's only one of the one of the uh, of Mama D's. Turkish relatives that still works in there. Oh, were they actually Turkish? Really? Uh, I I knew they were from uh, Asia I somewhere, but I, I I never was huh. quite sure where. It's a, it's well, an Mama, interesting little place. It really is. Yeah. Well, Mama D is from Turkey. She's married to the owner of the place. I mm-hmm. see. Okay. And uh, she had. I never was sure of all, all the relationships. I think one or two of those guys were her brothers and 
uh-huh. cousins. Uh-huh. And back when they had a, a big TV in there several years ago on a satellite, all you would see was hockey games from Turkey. So if you didn't understand Turkish, you couldn't follow the games. I do remember that. I remember thinking, why is that on in here? And of course, I didn't realize that. That's a peculiar little place. It's perfect for downtown. I put that in quotes, downtown Abita Springs. There is no downtown. Anyway, thank you for calling, Tom. We have to go to a break. It's the food show, Tom, and thanks for calling. 260-6368. No, we have to... Yeah, I know. I was just telling everybody that Gregory is going to be on with us after first if you will, yes, this. Hello, welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. And whoever you are is uh, something that pleads me, uh, pleases me more than enough. Come on in. You're always welcome, no matter what time of day it is, whatever you want to eat about or eat with. Or Wait a minute. What about uh, Gregory is here who will save us all. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello, Marianne. Howdy. God bless you guys. Hello, Tom. Hello. I love you guys so much. I was, listen, I haven't had a chance to phone in. We're so busy lately. Um, we're doing a reboot uh, of the uh, of the uh, wine and liquor department. But yesterday's show, I was chomping at the bit because I couldn't phone in in time. I was so unhappy. You didn't mention two people. You said, who are the most hospitable, like, restaurateurs, most gracious people that come to your yes. table and say hello? Mm-hmm. You left out two very important people. Now, I, I, I'm sure there's so many... It's hard to name them all, but I'm just going to go back to yesterday's show because I I could only listen. I couldn't phone in. You forgot to mention Susan Spicer and the great Frank Bryson. Oh, that's that fills a lot of time. Thank you. Thank you. What? You don't know either one of them. I mean, I've met them, but it's like you don't really know them. You know? Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess. Wow. He's been a friend of mine for, for years since he was with Kay Pauls. And, of course, Susan Spicer goes way back. Well, Tom, you've known her for 30 years. For sure have, life. yeah. Well, yeah. just because Tom does doesn't mean I do. But anyway. Oh, oh okay, How you like Marianne. that? But, I mean, y'all... y'all I didn't start hanging about, around with Tom for real until recently. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true, and we are a better city for you being on the show. I'm telling you that. All right, Tom? I got that out of the way. Yeah, oh, you well, talked me right in. Right. Gregory. All right. Now, where, Listen, where a, were we? Now, I was talking about the most gracious host, and that was from yesterday's show. Y'all oh. were talking about something else just a little while ago before the break. Um, oh, man, I've lost my train of thought. Is that possible, I know the Mary? feeling. <laughs> Tom, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to Marianne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, were y'all just, y'all, what was your topic when you at the top Fresh of the show? Fresh fries. French food. French oh. food. Yeah. And anything else you want to talk about? Well, let's just talk about great food. What a meal I had last night Tell at us. Station 6 again. I can't get on more enough about Station 6. Did you do the Caribbean menu? She's, well, she's done with that. No more of that. She's back to her regular menu. She went for the Caribbean tour, if you recall, all yeah, the way right. through the um, spring and summer. Okay. Which is, now she's back to, but she had this grouper. You know how you like the doormat uh, flounder, Tom? Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. baked flounder. Try it with grouper stuffed with I shrimp. I can believe that. Gr- grouper's oh. an, grouper is an unrated, oh, uh, underrated restaurant. Uh, underrated fish. Uh, and it's fish, from the yeah. Gulf. It's, it was caught right out. And she actually showed you where it's sourced from. And while you're eating, because I like to eat at, the, eat at yeah. the bar. I don't like eating at the tables. I like to eat at the bar. And they got the big television. 
and she's showing about the beefs and where her and her husband lived for all those years in Antigua. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, it, it's, Marianne, it's really an amazing, and the bartenders and the waitresses and the servers are just so gracious, and they know everybody. It's Bucktown. It's Bucktown redone. Um, and here we go again. Oh, yeah, we're back this to Westdale. I know. It's Bucktown <laughs> redone. It really is. It's the no, Buck. But it's Bucktown. It's Bucktown done done well, and it's almost like West End because everybody knows each other. Even the guests that are next to you would like you know bumping elbows. And then Allison will come out and go, oh, my God, hi, how you doing? And then, hey, give him a round of drinks. I'm not kidding you. It's that much fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that, so that, was, fun. Uh, that was the place to be. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, oh, it no, was we're not Tony. Going there again. No, no. Well, you guys need to go to Station 6 and have a lot of good time. But Frank Bryson and Susan Spicer are some of the most hospitable, gracious owners of any restaurants they've ever opened. Oh. Unfortunately, you know, she's... You know, she she shut down Bongo with that that place on Harrison Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down. But uh, you know, I saw that coming. And didn't fit. But you know, Bayona well, and um and Rosedale are going to be there forever. I'm sure. Well, you know, yeah. Mondo was a quote global cuisine, and people in Lakeview yeah. don't want global yeah. cuisine. <laughs> well, I remember they when just she want first something comfortable to... where they can take the kids and hang Mary out. Marianne, you. That's that's a terrific point you just brought up. I remember in 2012, I I brought my daughter into town, and Bongo had just opened. I mean, Mondo, Mondo, Mondo had just opened. And um, now my daughter only eats sea creatures. (laughs) So, which no, she's really weird about this. She won't eat anything that you know that breathes on land. Uh So it's like, Dad, I only want sea creatures, and she was only like 21 at the time. It is 2012. So I took it to Mondo, uh, and it, this one they first opened, and, 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 you know, I'm good friends with Susan and stuff, and I said, well, they had this appetite. She loves oysters, mm-hmm. but the appetizer was oysters wrapped in, baked oysters wrapped in bacon with all this fennel and stuff. And I, I had to actually ask Susan, could you do the oysters without the bacon? And she goes to me, because that's not the recipe. Well, could you just bake us some oysters for crying out loud? Yeah, right, right. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. Susan did it. Susan uh-huh. did it, you know, just with the fennel and the spices. But I had my own order with the bacon wrapped on it. Tom, I don't know if you remember that appetizer that she did over there at Mondo. It was really terrific. Everything she did at Mondo was terrific. She even did, like, pizza, which was kind of kooky. And burgers. She did, like, and she did burgers. But uh, Rosedale and, of course, you know, Biona is not going anywhere. But anyway, you didn't mention um, Frank Bryson and... Um, um, well, you I, just uh, did, so thank you. Well, I certainly did, and... Probably the greatest guy in all the world is uh, Frank Bryson. Oh, and you don't know what he's doing right now for those hurricane people in um, in the Bahamas. Sidney Torres and uh, Lenny Kravitz are sending all kind of food and uh, stuff over there. Frank Frank Frank's the unsung hero of New Orleans cuisine, if you ask me. K. Paul trained and yep. New Orleans lover. Great guy. Yep. All right, you guys. I could talk Thank to you, you forever. It's All always, right, you're on. always welcome. Bye, Gregory. Thank hello, you. hello. It, bye. Goodbye, I goodbye. Bye. See you. Bye bye. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Would love to talk with you about anything, really, no kidding, about the eating scene around town, whether it's a hamburger or an order of fries. We actually were studying that intensively earlier. And uh, whatever it is, uh, don't get the idea in your mind that, well, that doesn't really sound like the kind of thing you'd put on a radio show. Oh, yeah, you would, because we have put darn near anything on the show, uh, you know, as long as it's first class, and tells us something that you and I would like to know more about. 
260-6368. That's our phone number. Write it down somewhere. You'll need it one of these days. All right. 260-6368. And now here is the elite voice of Marianne. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, So today, in 1916, Piggly Wiggly opened, and you said with uh, a a novel idea where you could just go in and shop. So imagine that. Imagine a time before you just went in and shopped Mm -hmm. and what that would be like. I mean, I hate to shop, first of all. So I wouldn't mind sending someone to the store and saying, I need this, 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 and this. So do we have people who like to shop or hate to shop out there? Oh, like yeah. Like you used to love to shop. You used to go into the store and it would be a, an event. And you Me? Would, yes. And you would go what up and What makes you down, think that? Because I've lived with you for a while. So you would go up and down <laughs> oh, that's the right, aisles. Yeah. And you didn't even know what you needed. And a lot of times you would come back with a lot of things that you didn't need. But it was such an event for you that you would just go up and down the aisles. Well, it felt good. Fill up your basket, and that was it. To me, first of all, I do everything I can to avoid going to the store. I hate Mm. going to the store. I only go to the store for things like, well, I do buy a chicken for the dog, and toilet paper, and an occasional thing to cook. I buy milk, I buy eggs. And that's really mm-hmm. it. And it's almost traumatic for me well, to go to the store. So I would have loved it in the days when you could just go there with a list and say, here, you go down the aisle and you shop for me. Yeah, you can you can do that. But that maybe people didn't even do that uh, in, in at that time in this uh, allusion uh, over to the... Um, What's, what, what's their another, name again? Another time, the time warp. Do you uh, want to know if you like shopping or not? I mean, am I odd? I mean, I, I know I am. But, I mean, are there people out there who really don't like shopping at all? Like, oh, I'm sure they are. When I say Hurry don't like up. shopping, I mean that universally. Like, I don't really like shopping for clothes yeah. or anything. It's just a real annoyance. So I'm just wondering if uh, if there are other people out like like Lots that. And I'm not talking about clothes Let's now. We're talking about grocery store shopping. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I have a piece of paper and a pencil. Uh, call me and tell me which side you're on this. Do you like sh- grocery shopping? I'll be shocked if oh, anyone and, and is you, with me. Or do you dislike it? I'll okay. be shocked if anybody right. doesn't like shopping, because so, uh, we'll, I think most people we'll, probably do. We'll, we'll put you on first here. Yes, put me in the uh, column. Okay, and yeah. uh, you are do Nick's. not like shopping. Okay. And uh, what about you? Tom, you love That's shopping. Me? Oh, look at that. Hmm. We're, we're opposites. I, 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 I love it. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I said. Okay, I go. Said, like somebody asked Duke once, so what are those two like? And, and his answer was, well, whatever he likes, she hates and whatever she likes, he hates. Ron, and what that about you? That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Uh, you, as far as what? Just shopping do you, regularly? Yeah, do you shopping. To, do, when you go to the store, do you like to go to the store? Or do you just go, oh, God, i got to go to the store? If I'm going in there for something I need, I'm good. But if I have to just go to the store just off a of general purpose, no. If that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does make sense. Just like with clothes. Like, I go to the mall. Mm-hmm. You know I, what you want. I know what I want, yeah. then I get the hell out. Well, that's kind of a guy <laughs> thing. That's yeah. sort of a stereotype of guys that they don't shop. They go in and and they know exactly what they want. And I'm not talking about clothes now. I'm talking about, um, I mean, I that it is true for me for clothes as well. But I like 
Um, I like, I, I don't like going to the store at all. I'm trying to think of any way that I do like it, but I don't like it. No matter how much I try to think I can that, solve this I problem like for it. you. I can solve you this problem. Uh, as When you go to the store, just walk around heading for whatever it is you need, and you will find that people will start talking to you. And Maybe that's the next you're thing, just desperate for people to talk to, Tom. I love to talk people to, to, to people. <laughs> I, I know that that but is true. It's but. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I'm not ashamed to say that. It's I, fine. Uh, I, I just I'm just walking around and and people who uh, I don't even know will yeah. walk over and say. Uh, just start smiling and telling me. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that you're Tom Fitzmorris? I wonder. Well, I don't know how they know that because <laughs> some people can recognize me, but I'm on the radio. I'm, you know. I think uh, you've been around mm-hmm. enough, Tom, that people do recognize who you well, are. Well, uh, next next Saturday, uh, we are, let's pick a place and see what happens when I just walk in. No. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, I'm curious. No one has an opinion on whether or not hmm. they like to shop at the no, store? No, we have, we have two and two. That's kind of amazing. The only other thing that I do is I run into Trader Joe's and get yeah. my three or four pounds of chocolate, and that takes about five minutes if they're busy a little bit longer than that. But oh, what that fun is, really is that? It. I mean, I have, I have a very limited sphere of things that I shop for, very limited. And I mean, that's because we eat most of our meals out. But um, but I realized why that is the other day. After we cooked for Labor Day, we spent the whole day. If you want to see the write-up on this, go to nomenu.com. Um, but we did do what we said we were going to do, which is, uh, you know, it, it, we advised people to cook for Labor Day. So then we went ahead and cooked ourselves. And so we cooked... Well, it was like it, we now have in the refrigerator what I call the meat bag. It's all the leftover the meats, meat which, were, which were uh, sausage, which I'm just about ready to stop eating totally. I'm so traumatized by that. It's like every time I pick up any, any – I don't do newspapers, but any time I look at anything now, it's don't eat processed meats. And I love bacon and I love sausage, and I'm starting to get traumatized by that. But anyway, we had sausage, we had chicken, and we had pork ribs. And now they're all in a big pile in a, in a bag in the refrigerator, and I hope to get to them eventually. But um, it's, I don't know, it's uh, something I don't ever do. I don't, I don't ever shop. But I, saw, I started to say we would, we would uh, cook, and then it was like, I don't know, two hours to cook and then two or three hours to clean up. And I thought, gosh, now I remember why we always eat out, because it's really a pain to cook, especially yeah. if you're just cooking for one person. It's yeah, kind of, I, I've noticed that. It's not that. worth it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, 260-6368. If you would like to chat with us, we are talking about the usual, all kinds of nothing and one, uh, one, having to do with food. What? One quick little statistic before we go up. You okay. said uh, all this... Uh, Piggly Wiggly started in 1916. In nineteen sixteen. What a perfect name for a store in Memphis. Perfect. Piggly Wiggly. And in nineteen sixteen was the highest peak in the history of the railroads in in America. Uh, there were sixteen whatever it was, sixteen thousand or 
but it was the, Mom the was peak. Was so titillated yesterday, weren't huh? you? Titillated? Yes, we ran into Kevin Bennett at Keith Young. Yeah. And he was with his former partner Gary uh, when they owned the um, Speedy Oil Change. Uh huh. And um, they came over to the table to chat for a few minutes, and Gary and Tom started talking about railroads. Yeah, they're so much fun. Trains, I love trains. Was, Gary's had a slightly more interesting experience with railroads because yeah. uh, Gary's a lot richer than Tom. And so Tom travels on Amtrak, and Gary travels on private rail cars with clawfoot tubs in them. And uh, those are... You know, I mean, I even I could do that. All right. Know? Well, uh, put Amtrak put, thing, put together your uh, your schedule for this, and we'll come back and talk about it. Yes, with but some first more. we have to talk about New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Oh, okay. Take really it quickly. away. It's where you will find great seafood, fried to order. Comes to the table, piping hot, greaseless, the perfect color, golden brown, delicious and crisp. And you can get that on a poor boy, or you could get that in a platter. They have great local specialties, things like red beans and rice, got pasta dishes. They have other sandwiches, good salads, and of course, burgers. They have a good burger menu. It's a pretty extensive burger menu. The burgers are crisp, not crisp, they are crunchy and juicy on the inside. That is New Orleans hamburger and seafood, and now you can get char-grilled oysters there. They have 10 locations around town, a nice, Nice, casual, fast, casual dining experience. That's New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Go see them at one of their 10 locations. When we come back, what are we going to be talking about, Tom? Food. <coughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Food Get out. and drinking. And uh, and Wait. we have a, 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 the news coming up. Uh, um, stay okay. tuned. We'll okay. be back with more of the Food Show okay. after first. Please, this. Okay. I thought you were taking that to the top of the hour. All right. It is the top of the hour, and we'll have the bottom of the hour and a whole hour with it. In uh, between, if you yes. stay with us for more of the food show here on 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these frequencies W-W-L. from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Stay tuned. More of the food show coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.